You always sigh. I do, because I'm like, oh, Erica has the hiccups. So, should I scare the crap out of you? No. (laughs) Today, I guess I could just talk as much as I want now, because Erica's holding her breath. No, I'm kidding. Um, Not that that's ever a problem. I talk a lot anyways. (laughs) Um... Today we're going to talk about um, onset memories and in particular like some of our favorite ones, ones that stand out. We didn't really prepare anything for this. We just thought we'd sit down and just like, you know, reminisce a little bit about working on set. Um, The thing that kind of like we didn't have a podcast prepared, like an idea prepared. Um, And I have like a long list of topics. And it was on there, and I was kind of drawn to it because, like, ten minutes earlier, I went on Instagram, and on my Explore feed, there was this tattoo that was, like, Augie from Wonder wearing the space helmet and wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, and it was just so cute, and I was like, oh, that brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice set. Like, um, I got to visit you when you were working on that set. Yeah. And it was just, a, like, such a friendly fun set to be on well Stephen, the director said that like a lot of famous people auditioned like especially for the daughter and um <clears throat> he said like yes they were good but he also wanted someone who he knew was like kind and like obviously he cast uh bella isabella um Vidovich, i think is how you say her last name <laughs> and she's like the sweetest person ever she's so nice and talented. Like, yeah. she did such a good job. Yeah. I'm trying to think. You have so many good m- memories from yeah, Mr. Young. Yeah, well, I'm going to try and think of some ones that aren't Mr. Young first. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, I, I had a career in film and television for, you know, five or six years before I even did Mr. Young. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, in... Uh, well, actually, this month, in October, it's nine years. Since Mr. Young started? Since we started filming Mr. Young. It's wow. been over nine years since I auditioned for it. Because I auditioned for it in the summer of... Like, just the the sort of middle end of the summer of uh, 2010. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty crazy how time flies. And then the show ended six years ago. Um, anyways, but like a good memory. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It's over. But a good memory. So let me think. Um, oh. In no particular order, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the really good memories I had was working on, I think it was Santa Buddies. And looking at the call sheet, I had just gotten a like set with my mom, of course. And we were looking at the call sheet. My mom was like, oh, Christopher Lloyd is working on this. And I didn't really associate the name with, like, the face and the yeah. actor. Um, because I was still quite young. I was, like, 11 or something like that. And and I, and my mom was like, you know, the movie, one of your favorite movies, My Favorite Martian. Right? That's what it's called. My yeah. Favorite Martian. Yeah. So he's in this. And I'm like, holy crap. And I'm, like, walking around Circus, which is, like, where all the trailers are. And, um... And then he's, like, sitting in his trailer with the door wide open, just, like, looking over his script. And I'm like, ah! So I run back to my mom, and I'm like, he's there! And, and then um, and then, and then my, mom, my mom's like, well, your dad would love an autograph from mm. him. So what I did was I went and I asked him if I could have an autograph for my dad. 
and I got it like for my dad's birthday. It was like a gift that I gave to my dad. Nice. And uh, and he was just super sweet, and just down to earth and totally fine with it and just crazy. Like I got to be in a scene with him too. It's so funny because I feel like everybody has like a different thing that they associate with Christopher Lloyd. Because like I think most people associate Back to the Future. You obviously think of My Favorite Martian. I always think of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Such a good movie. I've only seen it once, and that was with you. Oh, great movie. I think we had it on VHS, and we, we still watch it all the time. Great movie. Yeah. I always think that he's older than he is, because he was, like, aged up in movies yeah. when he was younger. So sometimes I'm like, is he immortal? Yeah. <laughs> How old is he? Is he like 110? <laughs> I know. Yeah, such a talented man. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, I even watched some of like Taxi, which he was in. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, we should watch it. Just so good. Like, and and like, I don't know, classic. <laughs> um, um, not really a like. A, okay. <laughs> Words. When we filmed Birdwatcher, um, my mom wrote it, and she wrote in that um, the character that I played, Caitlin, was supposed to kiss this guy, like make out with him, um, and I was so nervous because <laughs> I never, I had never kissed anyone on screen before, you know. And my mom could see. She's like, "Do you want me to take it out?" And I'm like. Like, we're like five minutes before filming the scene. I'm like, are you allowed to do that? She's like, yeah, I wrote the script. <laughs> so she just, she wrote it as he kisses me on the cheek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's funny. That was a fun movie to work on, but it was so stressful because there was no time. Yeah, and the stakes were high because it's like, especially like afterwards, it did become this, like, I don't know how to describe it. This important movie. Yeah. Right? I think you guys probably, I don't really know much about the filming process because I didn't know you then, but um, I think you guys probably were treating it that way because it was, like, Siobhan's directorial debut, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we shot a feature in 14 days. Jeez. And I mean, the thing is, that's a really short amount of time to film a movie. Not in Canada. But not not in not in Canada, not in British Columbia, where we shoot movies in ten to twelve days usually, especially like TV movies, like I was gonna a say, lot of Hallmark movies. All your TV movies, movies, those are like. Yeah, like so thirty short. days is considered short, and that's like. That's a lot of time for here. Yeah. Like um. Canadian stuff gets no time. Like mm-hmm. U.S. stuff. My God, they film features for like four to six months. Yeah. I once worked on a project that said 50 days. And I was like, it's a movie, right? And I was like, wow. And they were on day 20. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's, I thought that's a long time. Yeah. But you can take months to film a movie. I mean, it totally depends on what it is. If it's like a huge blockbuster movie that's going to go in theaters, and of course you're going to need months or even like the majority of a year but 
I can't remember how long it took to film the second to all the boys, but the third one was 35 days, and they were talking about how short that was. Mm. They're basically like a Netflix TV movie style like yeah. type of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm like, 35 days? You guys are... You don't know what you're talking about. But to be fair, 35 days, and they were filming in three different countries. I don't wow. know if I'm allowed to say that. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You, well, don't no. have to, you don't have to give any more information. No, they, the public knows. I, when I first said it, I was like, oh, crap. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But they publicized it, so okay. it's fine. Yeah. I won't get in trouble. They don't even watch the podcast. I'm always worried <laughs> that I'm going to say something. Like, and, like, I've started working on set again, right? In a non-acting capacity. Yeah. And, um, and I'm loving it because I just love being on set. But I'm always worried that, like, you know, I like talking about being on set, but it's, like, you work on projects that are kind of, like, almost top secret. Oh, it's so hard to know. Like, because you, you sign a thing that says you can't talk about the project on social media. Or sometimes, like, I just signed one yesterday that said that I can't talk negatively about the project on social media. I can talk about it. Interesting. I just, it has to be positive. Yeah. Well, and, like, I was all, like, I worked on something the other day, and... And uh, I was like, okay, I don't know if I can talk about this because it seems like a really like big deal. It's mm. got a lot of backing behind it, and it's it seems like it's going to be just like a huge thing, right? And then I look up the producer slash director, and he's like literally saying day one and saying like the project name, and like all this stuff, and and even like on set we have one name for it, but the official name, which is on IMDb, he's literally calling it the official name, but people were walking by set. Mm-hmm. like like public and asking the crew oh what are you guys filming and they'd say this other name which is like the code name for yeah. it and i'm like what are we allowed to say anything or like <laughs> people would ask us on tell the boys they'd be like oh what are you filming is it a big deal i'm like i don't know what it is <laughs> they're like are you working on it i'm like yeah and they're like well what's it called i'm like i don't know <laughs> that's awesome because like the last couple things i worked on i just worked one day so that's fine because they'll if someone asks me like oh what is this i can say well i don't know this is my only day on set and mm. i'm just been told to do this one thing so i feel like all of my favorite on set <coughs> memories now are like not from acting <laughs> i just like for me i just love being on set yeah right um i just always find it cool to be around like the crew and the process of filmmaking and yeah and like the other day i was just enthralled by watching this director producer work and i loved watching his process and just seeing him like watch it and mm. be excited he'd get excited about how it looked and i would too mm. like seeing it on the monitor and i'd be like whoa that's such a cool shot and like i didn't expect it to be that way and mm. yeah yeah that's how i felt about tall the boys as well because michael the director was also the dop mm. i don't know how he could mentally do that that's crazy i don't know how anybody can do more than one job a dop is like cinematographer yeah Um, director of photography yeah um so basically like usually there's the director who's like the audience's um oh the uh the audience's uh what's it called like the person who like represents them you know yeah the audience's You can think about that. I'll keep talking. Um, Like, they're representative to make sure that, like, the film makes sense. And just, you know, to to make sure that the audience will like the film, basically. And the cinematographer or DOP um, 
make sure that the lighting is good, that the shots work, and, you know, all this, like, that they, you know, that they're able to, like, shoot it in a way that makes sense. Yeah, and basically take what's written on the page and make it a physical, like, visual thing. Yeah. Rather than you reading it and you're thinking about it in your head. Yeah. The, so, the DOP translates that to yeah, film. Yeah, like, an example is, like, the director could be like, okay, I want this shot from, like you know, over on this side. And then the DOP could be like, oh, well, um, like, it would make more sense if we're, like, a little bit more over here to see, like, like it's, it's, yeah. it's so hard to describe. And then they know, describe, they know like, what lens to use, they know what size shot to have, what lighting to okay, have. Okay, but as I was saying, so if there's, like, a wall there, you know, it's like, oh, we can't shoot through the wall, yeah. right? Like, it's hard to describe. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we're not, we're not, cinematographers so we don't really even know the full scope of what the knowledge needed to yeah to be one is but i can't imagine doing both jobs like yeah i don't know if he even slept for that whole like <laughs> well on mr young the guy who is the camera coordinator which is essentially the dop of a multicam show yeah um he i don't think he ever directed an episode of mr young but he's also a director mm. like he i think he not that long ago directed a disney show with like zendaya or something like that mm. and it was like he was directing and that must that's... have been a while ago because she doesn't do disney anymore yeah maybe <laughs> it was her last show that she did mm. i think they did like a season or maybe it was just a pilot i can't remember mm. but yeah maybe it was a few years ago now <laughs> there was a pilot that i auditioned for a couple years ago that was for like family channel or something that's like canadian disney right no, Family Channel is American. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it was for Family Channel, and it was the coolest concept ever, and it didn't get picked up. And I was thinking, like, how come these, like... Original... Yeah, like, it was such a cool idea, yeah. and yet there's, like, these weird shows that don't even make sense. Like, I'm not saying, like, that was... Like, I'm going off on a different thing. I'm not relating it to what you were saying, where he was, you know, mm -hmm. having this pilot or whatever, but it just reminded me that, like, like, there's some shows that are just so bad, and yet, like... I mean, I don't know how the finished pilot turned out, but the idea, like, the concept was so cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of edgy for Family Channel, so maybe that's why, but I don't know. It would have been cool to work on. Think about that about every project I auditioned for. <sighs> this would be so much fun to work on. This would be cool to work on. Well, remember I got shortlisted for this movie that filmed in Alberta. Um, that was about, like, the robot dog. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember that. And Luke Perry was in it. Yeah. I was, like, so stoked. They're like, oh, it's between you and another girl and one other girl. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to book it. <laughs> Didn't, of course. But even but... if you don't, it's like, that's a huge accomplishment. Even if it's not, like, something you write down on your resume or anything, it's like you can yeah. say to yourself, like, hey, I can do this, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is kind of off topic about what we're talking about today, but like I said to you yesterday... I had an audition yesterday, and I had an audition the day before that. And both times, after the audition, right away the casting director would be like, that's great, good job. But, like, that's not what I expect. And I don't, this is terrible to say, but I don't believe them. <laughs> you know? Like, like I, I'm so used to, okay, thanks, see you later, like, thanks for coming in, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and also, like, the last couple of years, it's, I was in LA, and I wasn't really getting very many auditions and, and whatnot, so it's it's interesting to come back and feel like I'm still improving. Mm -hmm. Not not like I need improvement, but like 
that I know what I'm doing. Mm. Because it's like, yeah, I work hard, but I, I always feel like I could work harder and I could put more effort in and that maybe I didn't do quite enough. Mm. But I don't know if that's just me being a perfectionist. Like, I feel that way on set, too. Like, on Mr. Young, I got into a groove. Mm. And it was a good, like, we got to, I got to know the producers and directors, and we yeah. could communicate and be like, okay, this is what needs work. Like, it's not, like, personal. Yeah. It's constructive. And, like, um, but then I find, especially with single camera stuff, like, when I did Supernatural, i do a take, and I'd be kind of like, well, so, what, how... What how did was, I do? How did I do? And the, and they the director wouldn't even care. Like not that the director didn't care. The director was focused on other things, mm-hmm. and it was like um, I was tr- entrusted with the responsibility that I know how to do my job, mm. and that's just so it's a, almost a foreign concept as an actor. Well, I remember. Okay, I had only done like TV movies and like little things. And, like, the directors were all very nice. Like, I'm not saying that they weren't nice. But it was the same type of thing. They they weren't, like, focused on the actors mm-hmm. necessarily. Like, yeah. which means we were probably doing a good job. Yeah. And we didn't need any notes. Otherwise, they would have given us notes. Yeah. But, like, I was... I didn't really... I was new and I didn't know that, like, you know, I needed feedback, you know? And then when I did Wonder, like, Stephen was so amazing. He would always come up to us and be like, that was great. Like like let's try this or like do that exactly that again like he would like you know vocalize what he thought yeah and then i remember telling um a director that we know about that i was like oh yeah he was so nice and like so like person personable and she was like yeah all directors should be like that yeah and i was like really (laughs) but i mean it's personal opinion right like i i need that like Mm -hmm. um validation almost like from the director like knowing that that i'm doing okay yeah or like whereas i guess some people don't need that i don't know or like for me i want to work with the director to get the best Mm. um outcome the best product so if i'm doing something and there can be like a little improvement or adjustment i'm welcome like i'm I'm open to hearing it Mm -hmm. um but at the same time, it depends on what we're working on. Like, yeah. if it's a movie, I feel like you're more likely to get um, that kind of thing. That's like, true. the director talking to you and working with you. If it's a TV series and, like, you're not on it all the time, you're just on it, like, that one episode or day or whatever, yeah. I think it's kind of like, okay, we, we've hired you because we trust that you can just do it. Yeah. And we have got all this other stuff to focus on. Mm-hmm. Also, like, when I first started, I had, like, small roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in wonder i didn't have a large role i mean they cut like half of my scenes from the movie which is fine like you know i don't care but um it was the first time that i had like kind of a bigger role you know mm-hmm. yeah in a big movie that's gonna that was gonna be in theaters i've never even been in a movie that's been in theaters so like that's crazy it came out two years ago in november wow two years ago next month wow that is crazy I can't believe that. That was such a fun movie to work on. Okay, the last day of filming, we filmed in Robson Square, downtown Vancouver. And they blocked off the square because we were using it as like a subway station, trying to look like New York. And um, they blocked it off so that pedestrians, like local traffic, could not come through. And, oh my God, we're in the middle of a take. And then they're like, okay, like hold for a second. And we're like, what's going on? 
And I like I look over to the cameras and there's this like elderly couple just standing right in front of the cameras, like looking into them and like kind of looking around. And um, I think the AD, the first AD, was like, "Hi, um, we're filming a movie. You need to <laughs> you need to leave." And they're like, oh, "Okay." And they're just like you know looking around. And he's like, "Yeah, locations." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other day on set it was also the same thing can locations move all the public because <laughs> like we were filming like on a walkway on the beach kind of mm. thing and and um and there were a lot of people walking by and yeah uh i know it's just funny because they were they were people were totally friendly and everything and the the crew was even more production was even more understanding and fine with people walking by mm. um but there was that one time when it's like we got to clear the <laughs> we got to clear the line of sight can we just move everybody <laughs> That's always funny. Yeah. Um, I have two things. Okay, from last week. Is it last week? When I filmed in the cemetery? Must have been. Or was it that this week? I can't remember. But the days are all a blur. Mm. Anyways, first off is that they did a take and then this guy who works there just drives by in his little cart in the background. <laughs> I was like, uh... And there's locations everywhere. Like, yeah. Like, people were not allowed into the cemetery unless they were, like, going to mourn somebody. Yeah. And um, the second thing, I already told you this, but there was this woman with this little girl, and the little girl was on this grave, and she was like, Daddy, Daddy. And I just started crying on the spot. Like, I was like, like, I'm getting tears in my eyes right now thinking about it, and it's so stupid because this man walks up, and he's like, okay, get off the grave. And she's like, but Daddy, look at the grave. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought she, I thought her dad was dead, and he, nope, she was just trying to show him the grave. Yeah, and it wasn't funny. like it was a guy who were it was a PA. Yeah, it was her dad, so it wasn't <laughs> like they were there to mourn anybody. No, they were she. He was working on set, and they were visiting. Yeah, so I was a little embarrassed. Was there was I was actually working at a cemetery last week. What? Um, oh, the right. first job. Yeah. Um and. And uh, I was talking to some 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 uh, locations like PAs, mm-hmm. and um, and they were talking about how they they kept having to like remind the crew not to walk over the graves, like people and like I think background too just kept walking right over the graves. We had to. Yeah, we were I mean, filming on top of graves. Yeah, I mean we filmed a short film in a, in a cemetery. Yeah, but we weren't really we weren't that disruptive. No, like this, like. I actually almost tweeted, but then I thought, oh, I better not just in case I get in trouble, like, with the production. I almost tweeted, like, I don't think we should be allowed to film in cemeteries. Yeah, I wonder, because essentially, it's multiple people's private property, right? Because you buy the plot, and you own that plot. Yeah. So... Like, did they ask each individual, like, family member of whoever died? I I wonder how that works. Like, if it's... if. I don't even know how cemeteries work, but if the cemetery owns the entire land and then sells the plots to families and those families own that land within the land, you know what I mean? But I don't think it's necessarily like that because in Switzerland, you can buy pl- like like um, a plot. Yeah. And then after 20 years, the government 
digs you up. Digs you up and cremates you. Yeah. And then sells space. it to somebody else. Yeah. So you're not really buying it. You're, you're, you're leasing it for 20 years. It. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah. But I just, I was kind of disturbed, like being at a cemetery and I'm like looking and I'm like, wow, this girl died when she was 12. Like, you know? And like, I, like most of the plots were like from the 1800s. We weren't filming in the new section of the cemetery. Mm. But still, it was like super disturbing. Yeah, for me, I've always felt kind of um, un- unnerved in a cemetery. Maybe that's just how most people feel. But I grew up uh, non-religious, so mm. I never really spent time growing up. Like, I never went to church. I never went to a cemetery yeah. to visit anybody or anything. So, interesting uh, experience as an adult to have to go to a cemetery for work. Yeah. Well, when I was there, I was thinking... I could probably work here. Yeah. <laughs> like taking care of the cemetery, like yeah. not filming on top of it every day. Yeah, the worst, I think the worst part, the worst thing you have to deal with as somebody who works at a cemetery is like people. Yeah. Going there and doing shady stuff. Well, um, when we were there, like I was talking to this BG guy and he was like, uh, I said, it's kind of weird to be filming at a cemetery, don't you think? He's like, oh, why? Do you believe in ghosts? And I was like, no. And he's like, you thought I was weird for thinking it was weird to film in a cemetery. <laughs> What's the weirdest place I've filmed? For me, it's cemetery. <laughs> I feel like I filmed somewhere weirder. Uh, well, I mean, you had to be in a vat of milk. I mean, yeah, that's in the studio, Mystery Young. There was a lot of weird stuff I had to do, but... <laughs> I have a lot of good I mean a lot of good memories every gag on Mr. Young was fun and a good memory I'm tired I'm sorry uh, every podcast I'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> we should have a sleep cast where we just fall asleep yeah on the podcast that should be a twitch stream I wonder if that's a twitch stream thing that people do where they just fall asleep on on stream like on purpose not by accident I don't think I'd be able to no no, I think I would know, you know, and, like, I'm one of those people who, like, the night before work, I'll set an alarm, I'll set, like, three alarms, and then I wake up every half an hour throughout the night because I'm worried that my alarm's not going to go off. Yeah. So, I don't think I'd be able to sleep on Twitch stream. I feel like I have more, like, cool onset memories, but I can't think of any right now. Oh, no, I can't think of any either. Like, <laughs> we need to do another one where we prepare yeah i i mean the thing is like i have so many cool ones from mr young like outfits that i got to wear um like i got to wear this cool like bowling shirt and the the um the woman who is in charge of wardrobe was telling me that she made the shirt for elijah wood on another show so that was cool that i got to wear that well maybe we should do a mr young cast yeah talk all about mr talk all about mr young there was a time where I was in just boxers, and they put all these fake leeches on me. I had to run down the hall. <laughs> of course, like, the first time... Like, okay, the one thing that I really like about working on set is the cool people you get to meet. And it's not just, like, cool directors, cool producers, cool uh, actors. It's, like, I like meeting the the crew. I like meeting, um, like, interesting special effects guys interesting props guys set deck like 
I like grips. I like talking to everybody because everyone's got a cool story from working on set. Like we're trying to tell you right now. Catering. Catering. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I had the best lunch yesterday. Oh, yeah. And uh, like like we ran into somebody that I worked with on Mr. Young who was Mm. in charge of uh, special effects. And he's such a cool guy. Like he's he served in the Air Force and has like really cool stories, like kind of some top secret stuff. The Air Force, but like this video is gonna get flagged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Area Fifty One, <laughs> um, and uh, and then um, he was like, I got to work pretty close with him right away on Mr. Young because like one of the first things I had to do was like the gag where I was stuck in the in the vending machine, and so he mm. had to like alter this vending machine so that like I'd fit in it and like have a mechanism for me to sit on so I could slide back and forth inside of the vending machine. And, like, uh, we ran into him, like, uh, last month, and he was just like, hey, remember that thing we did, the first one with the vending machine? That was so much fun. And when like, he was going on about the one with the remote? The one with the remote where we had to time, like, I had a remote that I was throwing through a window and, like, breaking the glass of the window, and he had to time, he had a little explosive, I guess you call it, yeah. in the window that would shatter the glass, and he had to time it where the second the remote hit the window, he would set off that little squib to shatter the glass and he said like first take perfect timing and like we'd go back do playback on set and watch frame by frame and see it like the second it hits it shatters and it was just like so satisfying and perfect and like that that like how we were able to work together to get it to just perfectly happen you need yourself another sitcom like that yeah that would be fun gags and stuff that would be good that would be a good a good 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 yeah mr young was like the dream job yeah. i peaked early <laughs> i know sometimes you're like i wish i was older when we started yeah. <laughs> like gig you had so much fun yeah that's true i was talking to an actor the other day and he didn't know that i was an actor and i uh he's he's like oh yeah it's tough and i'm like yeah i mean i had a good run though and then he was like, oh, what are you talking about? I was talking about Mr. Young. He's like, hey, I know you. <laughs> he, like, had watched the show. I think he knew you already. Yeah? Yeah, because you said that he he went right up to you and was like, hey, you're my stand-in, right? Yeah, but, I mean, that's also, I commend that for paying attention. He figured out. He figured it out, right? And that's, like, something I always try to be good at is, like, being friendly, talking to people, introducing myself, um, and and, like, you know, if you have a stand-in, you don't have to associate with them, but talking to them is, like, really professional. My stand-in on Wonder was, like, five foot nine. <laughs> and, yeah, she kind of looked like me, like she had the long blonde hair and stuff. But, like, the main thing is height. And I never wore heels or anything, right? It was just so funny. I was like, okay. <sighs> Anyways, I think maybe we could wrap it up. We'll do another one of these in the future where we have... Where we're prepared. Uh, where we're prepared. Like, we just wanted to chat about cool on-set experiences. And I yeah. guess we talked about some other things, too. We're um, going away this weekend, so we're trying to get the podcast over with a little bit. So, <laughs> no, it's kind of true. Yeah. So, next week, it'll be better. This week, I'm sorry, it's not that great. Yeah, we're both looking... It will be better. We're both really looking forward to having this, like, weekend. Yeah. We're going away, visit family, and it's just going to be a nice little rest to have. So, we're excited for that. Okay. Here we are with the charity of this week. Let's see if I can do it without messing up my words. <laughs> Just uh, give me, give yourself the advice you gave me yesterday. Just slow down. 
the Worldwide Fund for Nature. Um, it used to be called World Wildlife Fund, but it's not called that anymore. Oh. They changed the name to the Worldwide Fund for Nature. Hmm. And it's an international non-government, obviously, based organization. Um, they work in the field of wilderness preservation and the reduction of human impact on the environment, which is super important because we're kind of destroying Mother Earth right now. <laughs> um, we're speaking of climate change so fast. <laughs> okay, and I just have to say something really quickly. Whether you believe in climate change or global warming or whatever you want to call it, is there anything really wrong with being more... Environmentally conscious. Environmentally conscious, like not being wasteful, like being less wasteful, even if you don't believe in climate change. Like the worst thing that can happen from us being more environmentally conscious is we were wrong and there's no global warming and the world is a better place. Yeah, like we're literally producing less garbage. Yeah. But anyways, um, fun fact, the World Wildlife Fund was founded by Prince Philip and a couple other people, but that's the only name I know. <laughs> uh, you can go to worldwildlife.org if you want to read more or donate. Um, yeah. Cool. And if you donate to any of the charities that we highlight, we give you a shout out. Yeah. Like just uh, email us or, you know, tweet us or something and let us know and we'll feature you, shout you out. Our social medias are in the description. The email's in the description. And the link for the charity will be in the description. Yeah. That's all. That was a good pace. Yeah, yesterday I had an audition, and afterwards I was calling Erica because I was kind of like, oh, man, you know, I feel so unsettled. She's like, you got to slow down. Well, no, you said, I keep forgetting so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I was mm. like, hey, you just got to slow it down. And my memory's been a little uh, <laughs> a little weird lately. <laughs> just been forgetting things that I don't usually forget. But that's life. You know, we're adults. Yeah. We have a uh, car insurance. Insur- Car insurance payments now. <laughs> Can we talk about that? We did in the last podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate ICBC. Yeah. I don't care if they know it. Yeah. Stop having a monopoly. Yeah. Let me insure my car somewhere else. Competition is always a good thing. Yeah. It keeps you humble. Yeah. And exactly. sure, your workers won't get big bonuses anymore, but do they really need them? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's try to be a little less bitter, I guess. Not about ICBC. No, I'm not. ICBC, we can be bitter about everything else. Gotta be more humble. More humble? That's not the opposite of bitter. No. No, isn't bitter like negative? Yeah, and being like. And the opposite of negative is positive. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Okay. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening and watching, and uh, we'll see you in the next one.